before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. Hey guys, today I've got with me Coach Chris Zablocki. Coach Zablocki is currently the head football coach uh, at Sheboygan Falls. Uh, He spent time at uh, Kohler Lutheran Christian High School at Sheboygan North, uh, head football coach at Cedar Grove, uh, and then he spent a little bit of time coaching at Lakeland University. He's been to the playoffs numerous times, can't even count, uh, coached state runner-up team, uh, coach of the year in Wisconsin in 2006 and 2008. Uh, regional head coach of the year in 2008 for Wisconsin, uh, the college athletic alumni of the year for 2009 for Lakeland College, uh, and, and just an all-around good dude. So, Coach Z, welcome. Glad to have you. How's it going? It's going great. Uh, thanks, Tony. I'm uh, just uh, humbled and honored to be here. I really appreciate it. Well, we, you and I, you know, we've got a little bit of past from, we were just discussing, you were at the, the Hog Football Chat Clinic, but you and I have have gotten a little bit closer the last couple of months. Have have had a few really good conversations over yeah. over text messages. So uh, I, I was glad you you reached out to me to want to be on this because it's it's sometimes I forget about the the good dudes in the in the game to to get on the podcast. <laughs> so I appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Coach. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, you know, first question: You had a ton of success, a lot of different schools. Um, talk to me and the listeners about how the offensive line played a role in some of those really successful teams you know it goes back to my foundation of uh i grew up in a i'm a youper upper michigan okay. and i'm still proud of it even though i've been a wisconsin night longer than i've been uh, a youper <laughs> but our my high school coach uh, legendary coach ron warner he um he instilled like i was a running back slot guy you know ran the ball caught the ball a lot but he always instilled that, you know, the offensive line is where we win football games. Often our offense goes from our offensive line. He made sure that's something I love about him. I still talk to him to this day is that he, you know, used to get those award markers where those skulls and I still do with my teams here, yeah. but I always gave my skulls to my offensive alignment, you know, cause I just knew that it was the foundation of our offense. Cause if you don't have time, you don't have protection. It's not going to happen. Right. And, so I carried that over. I learned that from uh, when I was at Lakeland College too, as well. And I carried that over to high school. And we we put our we put our best best people at the offensive line. We know that if um, our run game won't go, if our offensive line um, doesn't work, and we keep it simple for them, we uh, we I. I allow them to come up with their own names for tags and things like that, like Chungus. I never knew what Chungus was before until <laughs> one of the offensive linemen, uh, uh, Luke Wesick, who is now playing at Platteville, um, came up with. And uh, But, you know, give them that ownership because really they're the, as every football coach knows, that they're the unsung heroes is that right. up front. And they do the dirty work. And they're not the ones that always are in the paper and things like that. And that's just cliche. You hear that all the time, but it's the truth, you know, and it's truth that uh, rings through and through year and year. And so we keep it simple for them. We go fast and they actually like to go fast or no huddle. And, and uh, we let them create their own things and then keeps this just very simple for them. And, and when, they, when they're nasty and they do great things, we reward them for doing yeah. those great things. You know, the T-shirts, like I saw you had that, the picture nice and simple. That's that hog up front. Oh, yeah. You know, things like that for those guys because, you know, I, um, and make sure they get the award markers and we always make sure we have the linemen's of the years and they're getting all the recognition that they deserve. That's awesome. And I mean, it is. It, it, I mean, you know, I mean, 
most really good coaches know that the offensive line doesn't doesn't get you know we don't get our names in the paper uh you know we're okay with that we we just want to see success on the field and even the, even the line coaches i mean if 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 you you know if you're an offensive line coach you don't give a crap about seeing your name you you give a crap about cnws and so that's 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 the important part for us so that, that's awesome you guys give them that recognition that they deserve so um, yeah i think um you'll like this one um uh, my second and third year we uh at cedar grove uh the, the local press before the when the press was really big you know paper was really big and, right um everyone got the paper every day um came to me and wanted to put um put my like i think it was one of my running backs on the cover of the high school um preview and i right. i said no we're putting our offensive line there so i put them in a hog pen went on a farm in cedar grove and put them in a hog pen they got their pictures right after practice so they're all you know banged up and looking nasty and yeah. like offensive linemen you know do and um and they were on the front cover of that program of the, the awesome. uh, preview so I, th- I thought you might like that definitely i do like that that's pretty cool i uh, hopefully some some guys listening will take that idea and do it for themselves but, <laughs> yeah i hope so yeah definitely yeah. um so you know I got a couple questions for you about about football, but I'm curious about your your career a little bit. Um, you know, you've <laughs> yeah. been a head coach at a couple different schools. Talk to me about you know because I know from my my experience as a head coach. Talk to me about the struggles you've had, kind of you know going from to those new schools and and you know I, I'm not forgive my my lack of of knowledge of Wisconsin high school football, but, you know, did you have some, were, were any of those programs that you, you came to, you know, struggling at the time? And, and if they were, how did you kind of get things turned around? Cause obviously you're, you've been to the playoffs, uh, you know, 10, I can't, I can't count that fast, but you know, 10 times and, and, and five time conference champs. Talk to me about, you know, the struggles you had with, with becoming a new, uh, a new head coach for those programs. Yeah, it goes. Um, I got quite the journey here, and um, I'm a firm believer. In, you know, what's one of those cliche sayings as well is that um, you know everything happens for a reason. Right. And um, you know, I was uh, very fortunate. I got down with um, school at Lakeland, and uh, Jim Zabrowski became the new head coach at Lakeland College. And I was bartending and trying to find a job teaching. You know, just kind of living life. You know, single dude and uh, loving life. You know, and got an offer to coach with uh, Zabrowski. And so I kind of took off from there and learned a lot from him. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a brilliant offensive mind and learned a lot. And like, you know what, maybe I want to do this thing, you know, cause coaching thing, I always figured if I'm going to be a teacher. Uh, part of being a teacher, I believe is investing in the students outside the school. And I've coached all kinds of girls sports before and uh, guy sports. And, and um, so kind of decided to go. And um, as um, you know, as things changed, I found, uh, met my wife and I'm like, Oh, I think I might marry, you know, she's, she's awesome. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, that, and, uh, decided to get into high school ranks and I got a job at Cedar Grove as a teacher, then coached at Lakeland for a few years. And then I, um, had the opportunity to become a passing game coordinator at Cedar Grove and, uh, get this, uh, within the first week of camp, the head coach, Jeff Rondorf, who Cedar Grove was always like the doormat and Jeff Rondorf started building them up into a conference champion mm-hmm. and really uh, get really get fired up for it. And Jeff Rondorf came to me, hired me as a passing game coordinator and came to me. He's like, KZ, hey, um, I'm stepping down. And this is a, this is like the first two days of football camp in August. Right. And uh, he got, he's from West Bend and uh, he had a great job as an athletic director at his home school. And um, you can't blame him. 
um, his family lived there, everything. You, you can't blame him for that. Those things happen sometimes at not the best time, I guess. Right. And, uh, <laughs> so, um, so the team didn't have a football coach for, you know, we had, I was there and I entered and I applied and I received the job, but it wasn't official to like a, a week and a half later. And so I was running with another assistant coach, Chuck Milas. Um, he was a defense coordinator and I became the OC then the head coach. And we put this and we're just putting this together and working and we took off and, uh, you know, uh, we had a great group of seniors, they bought in and we, <laughs> we ended up uh, going to the farthest in uh, school history that year um, right. to level three. And it kind of just built from there. Um, the numbers kept on growing and we kept on, um, I still had that kind of that, the way I was coached at times, a hard mentality of, you know, if you're not getting it right, you're you just keep on on those kids. And, and it came to a point where I kind of, a couple of years later, uh, the next year, I'm like, I'm not reaching these kids, you right. know, um, what's going on. So I had a little gut check with myself and started changing the way, started to research and talk to other coaches and uh, changing the way I approached. I wasn't approaching like I approached the kids in the classroom and I figured I needed to go along those lines. And sure enough, I started doing that uh, a lot less yelling for me and, uh, and more teaching and instructing and which eventually came to caring and loving even more. And it kind of just built on there. And then the next year we went to the uh, state championship and just kind of built. And I just kind of got to a, as when you're in this profession for a while, and I know I'm an educator and I believe this is an extension of the classroom. You kind of always start thinking and you get older like me, you see the what ifs, you know, right. well, maybe, you know, I had a lot of schools asking if I was interested in uh, Cedar Grove was a great place. It's still a great place. And I'm going to like, you know, Kleiner and Danny, the head coach there. I'm, I'm, still great friends with all those guys. They're on my staff when I was there and um, great community. And, but I like something's, you know, started having children and my wife's from Sheboygan, which is only what, you know, 20 minutes North of Cedar Grove, not too mm -hmm. far away, mm -hmm. but um, it's important as you know, with children to try to get them around the, at least one set of grandparents if you can all the time. And so we made the move and I jumped to Sheboygan North, which was um, in the FRCC, which is, um, in Wisconsin, it's a very big football conference. You got the Bayports there. You got Westy up at Bayport, phenomenal coach. You got the Pul you got Pulaski. It's it's tough. And Sheboygan North was a um, uh, struggled in that conference a lot. Sure. And so I was, you know, decided to make the move. Um, it was best for my family. I live a lot by the pyramid of priorities, which I make my decisions on faith, family, you know, the community and education, and team and self. And this was definitely for my family. Uh, let's get them closer to grandma and grandpa same school that my wife went to right. and things like that. Um, they, and, and we did it and um, it was a struggle. I will say we got wins that we shouldn't have got, uh, but it was because <laughs> of the, it was because of the kids that came out. There was 48 kids the year before I took over. And when I left, we had 128 in the program. Wow. And, um, but it's just that. And during that time, I read a, I read a book. You probably heard of it. It's the energy bus by John Gordon. Sure. And uh, transformed me as a person, as a husband, father, um, football coach, teacher, you name it. And I just took that approach of, and it was, it was, it was good, but I was dealing with some stuff that, and, uh, I was struggling inside. And so I needed to make a change. And I, I saw, and my change was not going to be coaching football. Um, but I had the opportunity to coach at, uh, my, uh, my wife's alma mater. So I took it and, um, still things weren't, I was just trying to, you know, it didn't feel like the right fit for me. And, um, whenever I think of, okay, I'm not looking forward to going to football practice, right. then, you know, I got to look at my priorities as a husband and a father and then think, okay, what, what do I do to change? And it might not be the most popular. I'm going to take criticism. 
I understand that, but I went with my heart. I went with my faith, and uh, and and uh, coincidentally, my friend Brian Berlin stepped down at Sheboygan Falls, like after I stepped down at Kohler or KLC, and you uh, know, and uh, wanted me to interview, and I wasn't going to. But long story short, there I am, and it rejuvenated me as a football coach, as a husband, as a father, as a leader of the community, and young people. And um, I got that spark back, and that drive, and that fire to go. And uh, I had my, I have you know, people that disagreed with the path I took, but I just pray about it. And, you know, and sometimes that it's like coach Brown said from uh, last chance, you, if you don't have haters, you ain't doing anything worthwhile, you know? Sure. And so that's kind of my story. It's a kind of roundabout story and everyone has their own story, but um, I'm very fortunate and blessed for every step of that journey. And, um, and being um, at the place I'm in now, she was Falls high school. Right. I mean, that's awesome, man. Everybody's, that's kind of why I do this. You know, everybody's story is going to be different. Um, and just because, you know, just cause you're, you know, not, not saying you, but just cause somebody else's story works for them doesn't mean that it's the right story for everybody, you know, that everybody's yep. going to be different. And I think it's up to us as coaches to really find, <clears throat> find that, find our, that path that's going to make us the happiest. And that's going to be, like you said, the best for your family, the best for, for your faith and, and, and you know, and everything, the, the things that are much more important than, um, than a Friday night when you really boil it down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so the other question I've got for you, and you talked about this a little bit, you sort of alluded to this a little bit, but, um, if, if someone were to look at your Twitter profile right underneath your name, the first things that pop up are, and it's the same thing for mine, air raid certified and run and shoot certified. Um, yeah. <laughs> is that, are those things, are those things that you, um, is that what you're running? Is that your style or are those things that you were just a, you know what, I've got time. Let's, let's learn some more football. Um, and, and if those are the things you, you run, how did that, how did you start, you know, how did you find those? That's, uh, <laughs> it is. Yeah. I put it, uh, <laughs> so I, um, I'm firm, especially, you know, I've been separate and North. I, I coached small town high school football in Wisconsin. Yeah. I grew up in small town high school football in Michigan. And, you know, that's what I do. And you, you can't go out and recruit, <laughs> you know, you, you have who you have and right. you love those kids to death, but you, you look at their strengths and you adjust to their strengths and for they can have success on the field on a Friday night. And so like at Cedar Grove, we were, I, we were spread a little bit, but we were mostly I, I spread and, you ask anybody, I love power. I got my power shirt on right now, yeah. you know, and that's uh, my favorite play. And I was, that's a Zabrowski drilled that into me when I was at Lakeland. But, you know, um, I went from a wishbone eye, full eye team on, in uh, Michigan to run and shoot in college at Lakeland. And that was uh, one of your a former friend and coach that coached with you, Jim Kiernan, was my office yep. coordinator my first year. That man still scares me. <laughs> He's a good dude. We're friends on social media. And I'm just, I followed him through his journey. But I never had a coach yell at me like he did the first time. <laughs> I, was, I was scared of him ever since. But this yeah. is scared of respectful scare. He's a good dude. And, um, and so I, I learned this run and shoot. And it was um, – and I had to learn. I when I remember my freshman year, like you, you know, you know this playing college ball. You go from the top dog in high school to a college program. You're not the top dog anymore. Right. And um, 
And so I went and talked to Coach Kiernan, and uh, he probably doesn't remember this, but he gave me some good advice just to learn and watch the re- and reaction of the DBs and you know how the whole run and shoot scheme worked. I still have his playbook to this day. Probably shouldn't. Uh, I don't think I was allowed to keep it, but I did. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, and that kind of okay. So I realized then that you know, okay, here a couple, I would have learned this offense. It's going to take me a couple of years before I see the field. And exactly what happened. You know, my by the time I. Um, I played some of my sophomore year, every time a junior year I was starting, but, um, I got into, it, I love the run and shoot and how high scoring it is and things, mm. but going back to when I, cause everyone at Lake 1000 run, run and shoot, I mean, at Cedar Grove, I was run the run and shoot, but that's not what best fit our kids. Right. You know, I could have ran the run and shoot, but we may not have made it as far as we did. And so I, um, so I, and when I went to North, I started opening up more cause I saw that was okay. This is the path we need to go. Uh, Kohler was a little more, um, our kids fit, or, um, fitted more of the tight end, double tight end set type things. Sure. And then I went to Sporting Falls and I was just, I was amazed by the amount of athletes they have. And so I'm like, okay, let's bring this back. So I started jumping in and all of a sudden the air raid certification. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to do this. And I did it. And um, we started, I love mesh, maybe my second favorite play next to power now. Yeah. And um, I run the heck out of mesh. And I figured, um, you know, talking to uh, uh, coach, the coach uh, Leonard down at his sacred heart in Springfield yeah. and yeah. Uh, coach Leonard in uh, Rochester. And those guys got me, you know, I read the tiger Ellison and, and I don't know what happened. I was like doing some deep dig, digging on the internet on some old, old blogs, just learning about the lonesome polecat uh, sure. from tiger Ellison and coach, uh, coach Leonard, his name popped up sacred heart. So I just, I'm like, you know, I want to learn about this, you know? And so I shot him an email. And about three or two weeks later, he shot me one back and then him and I got on the phone and what a great dude. And uh, he's just sharing. And he's like, you need to go talk to my son is who you need to talk to. You know, shouldn't talk to me. My son knows more about me. So I've been in coach, contact with coach Leonard, but then uh, Rochester was going to go down there, but then COVID hit and things like that. So, sure. um, you know, I kind of worked my way because I felt that, you know, um, opening it up was the best opportunity for these kids that should work in falls. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, the people, the coaches that were there, the student staff said, you know, we need to change things up a little bit. These, we have a bunch of athletes who are not utilizing them. And since I ran it in college and understood the option routes and the different coverages from that, I'm like, you know, let's just kind of take the best of both of the air raid and the run and shoot, and let's try to mesh them together and, you know, work on this thing together and um, give the kids some uh, say over things. And like, you know, our short, our quick game, you know, I'm, I single it in and every, and the coach from the other sideline knows it. But the thing is our quick game has like 12 different plays in it, depending on what the quarterback signals to his receivers. Right. So it's not the same play every time. And the kids took ownership of it and they love it. They bought into the the culture and the, and the ideas of things. And um, it's kind of taken off. So I can say, I think I made that full tra- move over to the run and shoot air raid. Um, and we've been like that the past two seasons. And uh, unless our types of uh athletes change uh we'll be sticking that way yeah that's awesome i mean it's it's that's you know build build your build your offense around your players don't build your players around the offense and and i Mm -hmm. think it's there you've had too many coaches unfortunately that do the latter um and then don't find success uh and you you know you have to you have to put your your guys in the best position you know the best spot to make a play and 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 it's that's what it's about it's about that it's not about trying to force a kid to understand something that he's not going to ever understand so 
mm-hmm. I think that's that's super important. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I think um, you know it, it's tough, and it's tough for me, especially if you're not comfortable with something, right? To go ahead and you know dive into it because that's what's best for your kids. Because you, you know, as a as a as a mentor to these kids, you feel like you got to give them the best all the time. And if you if you don't know something about it, like a certain offense, and you want to put it in because it's best for your kids, you might be hesitant a little bit. And that's where our motto is that it comes from Bruce Arians, no risk and no biscuit. And we yeah. just do it. We dive into things. And we, if I don't know something, like I like, you know, I was getting a hold of coach Leonard, you know, I bought every Sean Leota book there was, you know, uh, coach Leota um, and stuff like that, because, you know, he, he dives into, it. I listened to right. that, uh, coach Jenkins um, on um, uh, Ryan Mackey uh, podcast today and our youtube channel yep. you know i'm just listening i'm just getting as much information i can i listen to the podcast all your podcasts you know just just learn you know yeah absolutely i think that's that's the big thing for me that's what i tell people all the time the minute i don't want to keep learning in this game i need to get out and mm-hmm. the minute i you know i think there's too many again too many guys that kind of rest on their laurels and don't get better um yeah that you know you i mean you shoot you you mentioned you mentioned coach coach leonard um i i don't know if you knew this or not uh i i played against coach leonard uh so i'm from oh. springfield illinois so oh he, no i didn't know that yep played against him as a as a player and then coached against him and then uh coached against Derek. and actually i played college football with Derek. so oh, that's so awesome you know so, oh, that is so cool yeah, so i'm very familiar with both those guys but if you go back and look at ken leonard 15 years ago he's running under center i formation triple option Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's not running the stuff they're doing now. And, and, you know, he's had to adapt and, and you look at Derek, he's had to adapt. So I think the really great coaches learn and are able to adapt with those, those, you know, not necessarily with the trends, but with who you have, who, if you've got, yeah. you know, if you've got a quarterback that can run, let's run the quarterback. Don't make yeah. him sit back in the packet and in the pocket and pass all the time. If you know, if you, if you've got a, an offense that is built, you know, if you got five great offensive linemen and a, and a really good running back, well, let's run the ball. Let's not try to force the quarterback to throw it 350 times in the season. So it, it there, you know, you, you've got those guys that can really adapt and overcome. Um, and, and, you know, it's no secret. They're the ones that have the success that they're the ones yeah. that, that are able to do it and, and, and make things better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. That's what it's, a, you know, once you get into it, like that, you know, four degrees of separation, whatever it right. is, but you know, it's such a small world and um, it's funny how, you know, people cross paths all the time. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it really is. So uh, last question I've got for you, coach. Um, if you could put together a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen from guys you coached guys maybe you played with or guys that you were are, are just a fan of who would be on that five-man offensive line five man off i'm gonna write this down so don't forget i i have to go <laughs> i'm gonna start off with the guy that he, he was an all like three-time all-state guy that i played with he is assistant head coach up at superior wisconsin right now uh aaron fezzi he would be um aaron fezzi was pr- pr- probably the best high school offensive line i played i ran behind I mean, there's a reason I rushed for the yards I did. Right. It's because of my offensive line. And he was, I mean, this was a guy that he could have, he had like, I remember sitting with him in his car and like he had shoe boxes full of mail from all these D1 schools. And that was, you know, now this is a long time ago, like 96, you know, so it was right. a while ago before the internet and things like that. And uh, just seeing, but he didn't have the passion. He loved playing all line, but he had the passion to go to the next level. 
he had a lot of injuries too and played through torn rotator cuffs and all that stuff. But I put him there um, as someone I played with who I just think was one, this is phenomenal. Like he would take three guys out and make a hole for me. So, you know, right. one of those types of dudes. Um, oh, this is a good, I have so many going through my head now. Someone that I grew up loving to death. And I'm from Michigan. And for, when you're in Upper Michigan, you have your Packer fans, you have your Bear fans, you have your Viking fans. You also have a team called the Lions fans too. And I grew up, I, I grew up a Lions fan. I'm 41 years old and it's been 41 years of hard times, you know, uh, but I love, love the Lions and I always do. And I'm just hoping, you know, I'm just hoping every, every, every year that we just get a little bit better and get, get that shot back when Barry made the, uh, to the uh, NFC um, conference finals against sure. Washington, you know, just trying, but I love, I love Lomas Brown. I okay. love Lomas oh Brown. yeah that's a, that's a good one yeah he's, um, he's 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 often he's often forgotten but he he played a long time in the nfl and played for some you know some good offenses too yeah uh definitely um <laughs> yeah i was uh in in the state of michigan we play our uh, our state championship games we play it well not at ford field but it was at uh, pontiac silver at the time and uh very fortunate you know i played down there three years in my sophomore junior senior year and they had line that we play always play the day after Thanksgiving. And so, and we're the smallest school, like smallest class in Michigan. And so class D they played the day after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Lions always play on Thanksgiving. And I remember getting ankles taped and uh, Lomas Brown came walking into the training room and, you know, I'm, I'm five, I'm five, nine at the time, still I'm 150 pounds dripping wet with concrete underwear, you know, right. I'm just this little dude. And I look up and there's this man, Lomas Brown. And I knew right <laughs> away who he was. And I was just like, I couldn't even say anything. He just kind of looked by and like nodded his head at me. And but it, my my idol was in there too, Barry Sanders. So that, that was like I was just awestruck, you know, and stuff. So I always loved him, but I loved watching him block and how he would manipulate the linemen and Barry would cut off them and things like that. Just uh those are the things that um yeah, I I, I loved I loved him. Um I'm going to see. So we're moving along here with offensive line. Gosh, you know who I, I he's probably not often for, forgotten, but just the way the technician he was and the way he moved his feet and um, Tony Baselli. Yeah. I love Baselli. I loved him with Jackson, when in Jacksonville, um, you know, just uh, gosh, he was, he was, uh, <laughs> he was, he was fun to watch and just the way he moved and, and they would interview him after games and the way he spoke and, and the way I just, I really just uh, really thought um, very highly of him. Yeah. Now I'm not a huge, huge Cowboys fan. My athletic director is a huge Brian Berlin is a huge Cowboys fan, but I tell you one, my, I think the, the best, my favorite offense alignment ever to watch ever to watch was um, Larry Allen. Yeah. Gosh, I just, I got pictures of him when he's pulling stuff like that. Yeah. And, Oh, and uh, you know, Emmett's the all-time leading rusher. There's a reason. <laughs> you know, right. He's good. He's good. But when you're running behind Larry Allen, life is good. You know, yeah, it's okay. like when I ran behind Fez, life is good. <laughs> you know, and stuff. He's um. Oh, and there's I'm trying to think. There's so many offensive linemen that I just love watching because you know, as a coach, you know, you just watch it different, uh, different, just a different way when you're watching NFL games. And right. I'm just going through the Packers right now, and I'm going through the Lions, and going through all these great, great offensive linemen that I had the opportunity to watch and let's go and trying to think of the, one of the, one of the best, best ones, you know, um, 
you know who I, you know, I like recently a lot and I have a lot of respect for him because it's just his grit, his mentality. And then he uh, is Joe Thomas here from Wisconsin, yeah. you know, and play for Cleveland just to play that many games as an individual uh, without getting hurt out missing, you know, is pretty remarkable, man. Pretty remarkable. Yeah. And so Joe Thomas is up there as well for me, you know, I know I got one of my high school uh, guys in there because I, and, uh, you know, I can rattle off like, you know, I played with a man by the name of Jason King at Lakeland who could play every position and was just phenomenal, you know, uh, UP kid and stuff like that. And right. so, but those would be my five, I think. Those okay. are, as the ones that like pop in my mind right away. You know, first one was Fez and then Lomas Brown right away. You know, I love that. Still like, still like him a lot. Listen to him when he's on TV and stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, I, I like it. That's a, that's a good, a good mixture. Um, they're all, you know, obviously it's, it's a question I asked to kind of throw yeah, some people off question. guard, but um, yeah, I knew but, it was coming, but it caught me off guard still. It always <laughs> does. Yeah. It always does. Good, good answers either way. Um, well, coach, before we get you out of here, do me a favor, drop, uh, drop your Twitter handle and any other information you want the listeners to know. Yeah. Uh, my Twitter handle is at uh, coach Zablocki. Uh, one word, uh, Z-A-B-L-O-C-K-I. No, um, I just want to thank, thank you, Tony, for having me on. Um, it's an honor. I never thought I'd be on the Hog Football Podcast ever, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but just um, everyone keep up the good work. I, I mean, high school coaching is tough. It gets tougher and tougher. And coaching in general is tougher and tougher. And especially, you know, um, with um, it seems like seasons get busier and get pushed to earlier starts. And yep. just for all the high school coaches and college coaches, just uh, thank you for what you do being the mentors to these young men so they can learn through this great game of football. And uh, the reason I'm on this podcast right now is because I learned from a great, great game of football and try to pass that knowledge on. So please, uh, when things, uh, it's like Josh Met, uh, Metcalf says, when things don't go good, go well, you chop wood and you carry water all the time. That's right. And keep on chopping wood, keep on carrying water, keep on setting that great example for our youth of America. So they have that opportunity. Like we all have to maybe coach someday and uh, just be better, uh, husbands, fathers, and community members to this great game of football. So thank you to all those high school coaches, college coaches, doing your thing. Um, just keep just keep it up. So everyone's going through the same thing. There's a lot of people here that are always willing to help. Awesome. Well, Coach, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, wish you nothing but the best. Wish you, uh, you know, great success this upcoming season. Uh, and looking forward, to, uh, looking forward to talking with you down the road. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully I can send some guys down your way too as well. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Tony. It's, right, it was coach, an honor and a pleasure. Thank, yeah. Thank you for coming on. Yep. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like and subscribe, and you can find previous episodes on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform.